Yeah, they hyped it. But Monday nights are having in the vice grip. Domain of instant iced it. Experience is priceless. I'm gifted many ways. What you hearing is the nicest. It's a journey always learning when you building up the kingdom. Black and yellow, that's home like the Steelers and the Penguins. A young teen influenced by making art told my matriarch. This is what my dream is. Some people never seen it. My zenith is for 20,000 screaming in the arenas. I guess sometimes it's yeah, just a little the tiger style. Maybe up, I ain't see it then But I know you see it now Maybe they ain't see it then But I know you see it now What's up y'all? This is Leslie the Third. Welcome to Culture Thank you so much for joining us tonight Wednesday night for this huge show I'm so excited to talk wrestling I'm so excited to talk wrestling What an amazing week for professional wrestling I know today online has been pretty nasty Probably been one of the worst days online for a wrestling fan today. But we're not going to talk about any of that mess tonight. Absolutely not. We're going to talk about all the amazing wrestling that was happening this weekend in Texas. A little bit in Japan, too. All over the globe. Huge wrestling weekend. And yes, WrestleMania happened as well. WrestleMania happened. But we're going to focus on some of the other shows. The GCW shows. The Deathmatch shows. Ring of Honor. I want to talk about that. There's an AEW show tonight. Samoa Joe. Making his debut on AEW tonight. I'm so excited to talk about this and all the wrestling topics. I'm excited to take your calls. I have some very special guests. I'm, I, I can't even believe the lineup I have. Because these are some of the top wrestling journalists in the world. And I, I'm, I'm so blessed to have them to talk about wrestling after this huge wrestling weekend. So everyone, please take turns, introduce yourself, tell uh, these people who you are and where they can find your stuff. We'll start with uh, Tamaya, then Phil, and then Reg, if you can go and introduce yourselves. And thank you so much for coming on Culture tonight. Hello. Uh, Thank you for having me. Um, So to introduce myself, because a couple, I've added a couple things since the last time we were here. Um, my name is Tamaya Greenlee. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Scholar and Elbow. Uh, I write articles. Uh, recently, I have the cover story in Fightful Magazine on Hook. Um, I've written about deathmatch wrestling. Uh, I've started an interview podcast called The Symposium, which you can also find on Colin. Um, we're a couple episodes in on that. Um, and I, I do commentary. Uh, sometimes I ring it out. So, yeah, I'm a cornucopia of wrestling. Yeah, you got a show coming up that I saw you were talking about, and it looked really good. Tell us about it right quick. Yes. Um, so on the 12th in Jeffersonville, I'm going to be doing commentary for uh, Girl Fight. Um, and I think the show is called Nothing Can Stop Us. And it has a killer lineup, um, especially after this week. And I'm really, really excited. Um, we've got Mickey Knuckles. We've got Sawyer Wreck. We've got Masha Slamovich. We've got so many great people, Billy Starks. Um, so it's going to be a great show. And if you are in the area, definitely stop by. Um, it's going to be a great one. And I would love to say hi. All right. Go ahead, Phil. Hey, it's uh, Phil. You can follow me, of course, at PhilDL616 on Twitter. Um writer for Bleach Report, and co-host of Grapsity with my man Righteous Reg and Will Washington. And Phil, if, I not, if I'm correct, I, that was you grilling Tony Khan at the... Uh, <laughs> grilling? <laughs> grilling? Right? 
by grilling. That was um, you, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I asked him a few questions in the media scrum on Saturday for Ring of Honor. Well, Friday, I'm sorry, not Saturday, Friday. Um, I don't know if I was grilling your boy, but um, uh, I was definitely in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Reg. Righteous Reg, thank you so much for coming out. I'm such an honor uh, to have you on, brother. Oh, thank you for saying that. Uh, it's Righteous Reg, writer, rapper, podcaster. Uh, I write articles for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Magazine's been around for about 30 years. I have my own column in there, The Righteous Wrap-Up. Also uh, have had a bunch of really dope features. I have the cover story very recently with then-WWE champion Big E. I've interviewed the other WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. He was the WWE champion at the time. Uh, current version of the PWI has an article on Swerve's return or Swerve's debut in AEW, uh, ACH. I've had a bunch of great articles. Please get to uh, PWI magazine. And every Saturday, it's Grab City Podcast with Phil Lindsay, William Washington, Weaving Boys. Uh, you probably talked. I did a couple of things at the uh, the Scrum. Uh, grilling Tony Khan on bringing <laughs> ROH back to WrestleMania weekend because I love ROH during WrestleMania weekend. So I had to let him know. Thank you, Leslie, for having us. This is awesome. Uh, oh, y'all so are all good. super cool. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So uh, uh, we keep it very casual and culture. So everyone, please hop in, chime in with every your thoughts. We'll, it, we'll just have a free, free flowing conversation about our WrestleMania weekend experiences viewings and then we'll take some calls maybe and then we'll talk a little bit about AEW, and then we'll wrap it up and go watch some wrestling that sounds good to y'all that sounds good to me let's go starting off we have to with ring of honor supercard of honor i this show was amazing to me this is what i think this will go down this will be one of these shows that people will be talking about for years i think this will be go down as one of the best ROH shows and maybe one of the best American shows. At least that was my feeling initially watching it. Maybe I'll rewatch it, feel a little bit differently. But man, even from the opening card of, you know, Dalton Castle, it just felt magical. This entire show, it felt like this is the old spirit. It still felt like ROH. It didn't feel like AEW coming to ROH. It still looked like ROH and even the modern ROH, but it was like the dream version, like the best possible version where it's like Samoa Joe is here again. Like I, where FTR and the Briscoes put on an all time, all time tag team match. This show absolutely blew me away. I loved it. And I love to hear all your thoughts on it. Uh, Oh, if you have something more substantial to say, please go ahead, because I wanted to start by saying I um, I saw maybe half of the show before my personal life took over and, you know, train wrecked everything. Um, <laughs> but I actually really did enjoy and that's like my nice version of saying what happened anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed the energy. Um, and to me, it was a lot more exciting with the kind of star power that Tony Khan was able to bring with, um, you know, the independent superstars that I would say like Mercedes Martinez, um, people who didn't necessarily get their due, um, but with a larger audience and new attention on it, I think um, can really benefit uh, and bring 
me thinking specifically about the women's division back to what I think is more the spirit of it when it was um, kind of in their golden era, when you had, you know, the Sarah Del Rays and the Daisy Hayes and, um, you know, just all, all of those people. Um, I think we're probably going to end up getting into the more controversial aspect of people thinking maybe uh, the booking favored AEW stars. Um, maybe. But, I, <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't think that's bad. I think they did all the right choices. And I think people are a bit nostalgic about the end of Ring of Honor when they mm-hmm. shouldn't be. Um, so that's my piece for now. Yeah, I liked some of the changes. The only thing I didn't like was the pure title change. I felt like uh, this guy's jo- his name's Josh. He looked cool. I haven't seen a lot of him his wrestling. I would like to see more. I didn't really know. Like, it's, he's, he seems like a guy who could be, you know, hang around for a bit and maybe develop as a Ring of Honor champion. And then, you know, Utah can take it off him in a little bit. But other than that, I thought it was cool. And to my I if I had one question to ask uh, Tony hmm. Khan, it would be this. It would be... Will you be the ROH owner that actually gets the women's division going? Because everyone has really tried, but no one's really done it. Um, And there's been so many promises, so many false starts and stops, so many moments where it seems like, oh, yes, the women's division is really going to take advantage of all the talent that they have. I hope this is the time. I'm not sure. I hope Tony Khan is the guy. What I'm really curious Sorry, just branching off of that is where we see the women's roster kind of laying dormant in AEW. I'm wondering if that is going to be utilized in Ring of Honor. Um, And that's all I will say for now. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the women's division is a big question mark going into the new era of ROH. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, uh, especially what happened at the show. Will, Phil, and I were actually there live at the Ring of Honor show, so we got a chance to um, have a big market. I live in Oakland. I'm sorry if you guys hear uh, uh, sirens, but I live in Oakland, California. That's what life is like around here, so um, yeah. (laughs) Um, We were there live at the show, and the energy was pretty insane. Like I said, I've been to a couple of Ring of Honor shows during WrestleMania weekend, and it's always kind of that it's a big, it's a big deal, big fight energy. And it, this was the same thing. People were ready for some great action. They were ready for some classic ring of honor action. And I think uh, we got it. You know, I, I've said it and I've uh, a couple of days now that tag team match with the FTR and Briscoes was one of the best matches I've ever seen live top five. I've seen more matches than anyone should see as a regular person. So uh, there's a lot, a lot of ground to cover. And that match just blew everyone away. It encompassed the energy that ROH really feeds off because I think the tag division has always been a very strong division within ROH and for it to be the Briscoe brothers, for it to be FTR, they've been setting this match up for, seems like years now. And for all of that to pay off so well over it just everything about it was perfect it was a great match and great story young bucks came out they're my favorite tag team of all time so it was just a perfect moment of everything and uh on top of the women's uh division talk will and the scrum asked about the women's division because maria Canellis played a really big part in the previous ring of honor women's division and i thought she was doing a great job before you know, before things started happening, before they got sold and everything. I thought the foundation that she laid for the women's division 
was very great. So Will pointed that out. And I think it might lead to Tony Khan and Maria Canales having a talk about all of this. So there's going to be some steps in the right direction for the women's division, I feel. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, to me, I think the Briscoes FTR was absolutely the match of the weekend. Um, I mean, compared to some of the other matches we got, I feel like this was like uh, a, a mix of it, not only just being a fantastic match, but the atmosphere added so much to this match. Um, and I, I do agree that there are question marks around the women's division, but uh, man, I have to give Willow and Mercedes credit. They had such a good match. And coming into the match, I really wanted Willow to win. But as the match went on, I was just looking around like, guys, Mercedes Martinez is very good. And she (laughs) doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Um, And so it was really good to see her get that win. Um, And I mean, honestly, it did make sense because she's the wrestler that signed. Willow's not signed. Um, But... No, it was cool to see her get her moment. Um, and I'm excited for her to get her rematch with uh, Deanna. Uh, as far as, like you said, Josh Woods, I think Josh Woods should have been a bigger deal because he was the guy to beat Gresham. And Gresham had such a monumental reign as the pure champion. But I don't think if people weren't watching Modern Ring of Honor before the sale, they might not know that. Um, so... I don't know, man. It's it's interesting because I do I do think that it gave Willie Uta this great moment and winning the title and being announced as finally signed with AEW on the same night. Um, but then again, like I said, I I get it. I get Tony is coming in and bringing his regime in. He's coming in and adding his sign guys right away. Right. I do have something to uh, question with that though. Because the pure title, I know some people um, don't like it as much, but I personally love the pure rules. The fact that the champion doesn't seem comfortable with them, I think is a really interesting point. Uh, As far as the title change, I think that was very deliberately transitional. Um, With Ring of Honor being restored um, and having title holders, I think it was necessary to bring them in take those belts from them if that's the decision that they want um, so that they can have an actual fresh start. I don't think there's a reason to keep around um, people that uh, they don't see a future in. And to be honest, I don't think are necessarily necessary to um, a prosperous ring of honor. Um, But I do find it interesting. And I wonder if that's a Tony Khan thing, not quite understanding pure rules himself um, but I'm, I'm curious because I know, uh, Wheeler Utah, uh, slipped up a few times, uh, with actually abiding by those rules, which isn't a good first showing. Um, so I think that's something to watch out for. Um, yeah, I, th- I think on the, um, the point of AEW, I th- I've seen the point of, they think that AEW talent got put over or whatever, the argument is of the booking. That's just wild because I think, I think the only one that's really that you could really kind of debate would be the Briscoes and their 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 thing is just up in the air. Nobody really knows what's going to happen with them. Like we don't know if they're going to sign with AEW. Impact's been talking about wanting them. Like you can't really let them win, especially with with the with the victory for the FTR led to. 
And then with the women's division, I feel like Mercedes just kind of deserved this moment. I it's think, her time. Yeah, it's been so long. She's done so much for the women's and I don't division. Think, I don't think years. people recognize that. <laughs> right. They don't. I, right. I, I think that she is extremely underappreciated. She deserved yeah, her sign a long time ago. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, I like you, uh, Phil. I went in um, hoping, rooting for Willow, but by the end of that match, I was like, oh my God, Mercedes Martinez, she deserves it. She should be the champion. And I have, uh, you know, usually when you, ha- when you have these transitional moments in these promotions, right? A lot of times they will put the belt on someone that feel has been around for a while who you may feel tired of. Like I remember when TNA put the belt on Jeff Jarrett right before they went on TNT. I don't feel that way about Mercedes Martinez with the ring of honor women's champion. I feel like I want to see her have a long and glorious reign and do a lot more stuff. She seems the most fitting for ring of honor. If I'm going to be honest, Um, I agree. I think that she is the right person to, Um, start off that division i think if she doesn't win the belt uh from diana that's a very big mistake yes um and i i I have a very big problem with the idea that there is um a privileging of aew talent because i think that the idea of aew talent is very short-sighted to think of um with them being a recent company um a lot of people have forgotten that these are independent stars um, so it's not like we're having, you know, the John Cena's of the world, these big TV people who have been working, um, you know, cable television for years. We right. have people it's like hard who to say that Mercedes or Willow are AEW, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. That even sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. what is an AEW talent? A lot of these people are people who are thriving in the independence who still are, despite being contracted to a major company. Um, who would, I think, I think had ROH been in the position financially to make some of these contract decisions um, and get these bigger audiences, they would rightfully be the stars. Yes, that's yeah. a point that people don't know. That right there is exactly it. If ROH was in position, it still would be like this. I don't think Tony did like anything super out of the ordinarily crazy that we're just like oh my god i can't believe he did this all of it was pretty along the lines of like what ring of honor would have done anyways yes i think he's honoring what ring of honor is um i mean one show it's hard to tell what the future is going to be but to me this is very very promising with all the hands that have held ring of honor um as a long time ring of honor fan it was the company that got me into independent wrestling this is the most excited i've been about it yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot to be excited here. I think he gave us a taste of uh, a lot of things to come. I think he let us know right away that there's still going to be good tag team wrestling. Um, man, that opening match was so good. Swerve versus Alex Zane was one of the best matches of the night. Yep. Um, man, if we get more Swerve on Ring of Honor, I'm excited for that. Um, definitely, I would love to see Alex come back as well. Um uh, Man, we got Suzuki getting a title win. Crazy. <laughs> Wild. The most unexpected was, to me. That yeah. was definitely the biggest upset of the night to me. But that definitely tells me that the partnership with Ring of Honor and New Japan is going to be back on the table. And if that means we get more New Japan guys coming over, I'm absolutely excited about that. All in. All the way in, if that's the case. 
<laughs> yeah, and then the main event, Jonathan Gresham, man. Like, I have a very close – Jonathan Gresham was another article that I'd done for PWI. Uh, I've been a huge Jonathan Gresham fan for a long time. He got the victory over Bandito, Bandito in a very awesome match. Both mm-hmm. of those guys are insane. Bandito does things. I, I, every time I see Bandito on a match, I'm like, how do you do this? What are you What are you doing, dude? How do you man. stand up on a top rope with a human and do a moonsault? Like, it's crazy, man. You're, you're doing crazy stuff out here. But, yeah, and then in, in the, my favorite part of the night is in the media scrum, Jonathan Gresham said Brian Daniels' name out loud oh, yes. in the mm. universe now. And that's all mm. I really care about from here. <laughs> so I, I think watching the the tag match, most people expected like, man, this match is so good. There's no way they're going to be able to top this. This should have been the main event. Um, and so there, I think there was a lot of pressure of Bandito and Gresham coming out. To, and mm. they actually put on a surprisingly good match to to fill that spot. I felt like, I don't think it was as good as FDR versus... Uh, the Briscoes, but I do think that they put on a fantastic main event. I mean, that stalling suplex that Bandito did was just incredible. <laughs> yeah, and I felt both the matches were so different, were different enough, and showed how different you know tag team wrestling is for versus you know this ROH single style that it didn't feel like like they were in competitions like they were very two different things which is something that i think yes. roh has done you know throughout their history their tag team matches are all very much a, a different kind of style and vibe than their singles matches and they really uh did absolute wonderful jobs with all the main events i thought every match on this show was good and interesting and fun which delivered is, yeah and which i is not something i've said about roh show i feel uh, for a while, but we've talked a ton about ROH. Man, we, but Can we I, get... not to cut you off, but they got me interested in Brian Cage. Uh, <laughs> I know, I right? I'm happy for. I was happy to see Brian Cage there. I was like, yes, this is perfect. He's someone who maybe You're might happy. not fit in AEW, but he's a guy who can, you know, do some damage in ROH I'm, and do whatever he that, wants to if do. They I continue to put him in that position. I'm in. I have a controversial take, though, that I think a lot of people aren't considering. We don't need Brian Cage in any of them. Well, there's that. I mean, (laughs) I I don't I actually do not agree with that. I'm sorry. With that body, he has to be a professional wrestler. That's it. He could be be... a professional wrestler anywhere that I'm not watching. (laughs) (laughs) He has that harsh heat. That is hilarious. Uh, And I'm being nice right now. But I mean, he's just so boring. I get it. He, I but he's so good in ring, and I think that with a manager, he can work somewhere. And I mean, yes. if you're giving me Tully and him together with Khan, which Khan is incredible. I know. I, 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 yeah, Khan's awesome. Khan is incredible. And I, I was sitting there to, at the time when we were watching it, I turned to Will and I was like, yeah, Khan is going to be the breakout star of this stage. Yes. Man. Right. He needs to be elevated as a single star early on because. I'm 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 not gonna bury Brian Cage the entire time because he does that himself. <laughs> but he's already the dead weight. <laughs> he's I just think Khan has been poised to be a star since he's been appearing on AEW Dark. So why waste time? Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I I just said that to say even the thing that I didn't think I was going to be as excited about because I actually called the Brian Cage thing. You did. Um, that was so funny. So I, the thing that I thought I was going to be the least interested about, I actually was interested in that little short squash that they did with him. 
Yeah, I think right. they accomplish what they need to accomplish with, with Brian Cage, with everything in the show. Great show. All right, so we've been talking for a while about ROH. I want to talk about all the other shows that were happening. Not WrestleMania. Sorry, folks, if you were expecting yes. WWE <laughs> discussion. I am sorry. I am sorry. Please, I apologize. I will not, not be. The show. There's a million other places for that. Oh, oh for sure. There are a thousand places you can find WrestleMania reviews. Yeah, right. but but I do want to talk about all the indie shows. I mean, my God, there were there were a lot, even though there weren't as many as previous years and not as many people you know actually went to dallas it seemed like it was pretty big and there were some people who had some really standout stuff so many names i'm gonna name one right now i hope we don't miss anybody but taya valkyrie yes uh, you know, most people saw her make her return to Impact Wrestling. She was the longest reigning uh, Impact champion, and she went out there looking gorgeous in a beautiful suit, red suit, and she looked great and just kind of posed and said, I'm here and I'm back. But people do not know she was in a death match that morning with Pero, who is yes. a one of the biggest men that I've ever seen, just a huge, huge. monster. And she had a no uh, no ring death yes. match at No Peace Underground, uh, 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 Murder Mania, which I have to say, even if you don't like death matches, this Mania show was Absolutely. special. This show was special. Murder Mania is on the Title Match Network. It's worth checking out. And there's some matches like the Taya Valkyrie one, which is not as gruesome as the most gruesome death match. So I think you, even if you don't like death matches, you'll have a good time because this is absolutely just a fantastic show. Her match with uh, Peril was great. And her match with her husband, uh, Johnny, I forget what he was going by on the show, uh, Johnny was it Nitro? I don't know which name he went by on this actual show. Johnny Nitro. Johnny Johnny. She married. She Johnny fought, Johnny. Yeah, she fought her husband in a dirty dishes match, which I swear to God was brutal. Was absolutely brutal because they used like all these dishes and pots and pans. And at a certain point, Pero actually came out with a kitchen sink. That's why she had what? to have the death match with Pero. She was getting revenge on him for helping oh, okay. her husband. I didn't know oh, the setup for that. I was I, just like happy that they had a match. Yeah, isn't uh, that cool that like they were cross these stories were crossing over through different promotions and different stuff. I it was a fun weekend. I so bringing up Murder Mania, um I'm a huge deathmatch fan. I have a lot to catch up from that weekend because I'm here on behalf of the broke people who um <laughs> could not consume all of that wrestling, could not go to Dallas. Um, and who have bills to pay. Um, so yeah. I'm like watching it in chunks that I, <laughs> I can take. Um, so I prioritize Deathmatch because that's my, my thing. Um, Murder Mania, I think, was to, the most fun that I had watching. I think Planet Death as well. Um, but Murder Mania just had the whole vibe with the no ring. Ty and Valkyrie, I hope, stays doing Deathmatch. Um, I loved her match with Pero. Um, the tag match with um, Masha, Lindsay Snow, and the overreactors, Kylan King and uh, Sawyer Wreck, is one of my favorite matches from the weekend. Um, oh, we have to mention this because I, I am so mad. I, I tweeted this out and I thought it would it would do numbers and nobody's talking about this. <laughs> Maybe somebody else can tweet it out too. Steal the video, please. But Lindsay Snow had an 
Masha Slamovich must Masha must die tattoo on her. She literally <laughs> got the fucking angle tattooed on her body for this that. weekend. So I will. It's, it's on my page. People, feel free to steal it and tweet it. I want her to get the recognition. I'm gonna find that. I so love fucking that. sick. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they also wrestle on the Mission Pro card as well? Uh, uh yeah. She. Yeah. I don't know if it was Mission. It might have been Mission Pro. It was it. Um, what's the name of that show? Bangers Only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think Pro they show. did. Yeah, they did have a match on that one. Yeah, it, which was a good match. That uh, Bangers Only, another great show. We lived up show. to the name. That's a uh, Thunder Roses promotion. That's yes. another sh- uh, show from this weekend. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Can I also- uh, yeah, no, go for it. Oh, no, I just wanted to bring up in the Realm of Death match because I don't think we're going to end up going into this. One thing that has been overlooked is ICW No Holds Barred also had a show in New Jersey that same weekend that was phenomenal um, that I, I think people are missing because it wasn't part of the collective. So I just right. wanted to shout them out because um, they had fantastic matches, always um great product i think my favorite promotion right now outside of you know the big ones um so shout out <laughs> oh yeah and that one's on independent wrestling. wrestling tv right that icw yes. show right oh yeah yes definitely watch it yeah. yeah i ended up going to nine wrestling shows this weekend so <laughs> oh. um, i would have yes. overdosed on wrestling there's that now that's pretty much my uh, famous every time i go wrestlemania weekend that's what it is I love wrestling so much. Live wrestling, seeing wrestling at midnight, one a.m., two a.m. is so this is the best. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I'm I, too I, old for brother, that, brother. But you have you have to make your way to Japan sometime around New Year's because that. Yeah, no, I've been trying to for like the past, I think like twenty twenty. I was like it was in the cards. I was going to do it. Oh, then, you know, then what happened? Crazy. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I uh, something happened. Yeah. Um, well. The borders are opening back up, so maybe we need to make our that. own Dallas um, and and meet up at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I like yeah. the sound of that. that. I like the sound of that a lot, That's, actually. So yeah, no cap. I, yeah, I, I, oh, oh, I know, Tamaya, you lived in Japan, and we both lived in Japan. Yeah. If anybody, if, within the sound of our voice, if you ever have any questions about going to see wrestling in Japan, please hit us up. I would love to make that happen for more people now that's opening up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I saw, uh, speaking of death matches, the main event of the For the Culture show. Yes! Billy <sighs> Dixon versus Hoodfoot Mo Atlas in the first, we're saying the first ever black uh, main event death match. No one has said there's been another one, so we're going to continue to say it. Um, the first there's black like main event three black guys, match. black people in, in death match. Um, yeah, and exactly. having more than one black person in death match wrestling main eventing. Uh, I think that's against the rules. So <laughs> this is, I'm pretty sure, this the first it. time. <laughs> um, and Shout out to Phoenix Kid. He's he's also a deathmatch, a uh, black deathmatch wrestler. Yeah. Um, AJ, I think yeah. There's legit. I think three. There are a couple of other guys. Yeah. There's the, the space is not very big, but these guys had. Or they're not getting books. <laughs> or that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a whole other problem that I can rant about later. Whew. Yeah, but they had a great deathmatch. Uh, uh, you know, for the culture all black wrestling show the vibes were there all the good people were there we were having a great time and to end it off with such a brutal brutal match that both billy and hoodfoot just you know they spent so much time building this thing 
beyond just the match. They had angles on Twitter. They had uh, significant others involved. They had all yep. kinds of stuff going on. And for them to knock it out the park was so great to see. These guys just, I mean, Hoodfoot has been, seems like, ble- I swear he had at least five death matches just this weekend. Like he was, <laughs> was definitely he was an getting MVP booked, of that weekend. He was getting booked for extra, like he didn't have anything. And then he'd be like, actually, I just got booked for another death match. I'm like, yo, it's <laughs> crazy out here. Star making performance every single time. Um, I was just so proud as a black wrestling fan that, you know, they they put us in these little boxes, but like, no, we got wrestlers everywhere. We got wrestlers that can high fly. Yes. We got wrestlers that do deathmatch. We got tag team wrestlers. We got all the anything that you would want. You could find a black wrestler that does that. And so for these guys to go in there and do that, because there's not a lot of black deathmatch wrestlers, it was amazing. And yeah. one thing that I think really for the culture highlights um, bringing deathmatch into it because they do a phenomenal job with showing the depth and the array of black talent in pro wrestling deathmatch though there's something really special about having two black deathmatch wrestlers and having a black commentary team because with commentary on top of wrestling it's a completely different experience with creating the story creating the atmosphere if you listen to anyone else commentating deathmatch wrestling and you listen to that team just they did a great job making it, you know, they, they weren't just yelling in your ear the entire time. No offense to deathmatch commentators who do that the entire <laughs> show. But <laughs> but I, I think it was very welcoming to the casual fan that doesn't understand. And with For the Culture, I loved it so much because it genuinely feels like you're at like a family reunion. Exactly like you're just like is. hanging out. <laughs> like if I was with, you know, some of my friends, I feel like that's what commentary captured, what we would be saying to each other about what's happening. You right, can make exactly. jokes and you can talk, comment about the brutality. It doesn't have to be one narrow view of what people think deathmatch wrestling is. Yeah, I For really sure. thought the commentary team at uh, uh, For the Culture was absolutely great. It's like so I even, good. yeah, like I posted a clip of like just Tasha Steele's entrance, the fact that they were able to match her energy and her vibe Mm -hmm. most commentators kind of talk when a black wrestler comes out they and they're they're dancing they vibe and they kind of talk about them like they're an exhibit or something like like they don't really know how to connect with it from pit Pit my ride and exhibit yeah we could go into a whole other (laughs) podcast episode about this because you are you are hitting on something that I don't think wrestling is ready to to hear about themselves. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I didn't I didn't hear the commentary because we were there. But got to bring that up again, bragging about that. <laughs> <laughs> the nine shows you got to enjoy. So, but no, I I just thought about this when you guys were talking about death matches, and one of the things I really appreciate about Pero is I think people have this idea of gay wrestlers where it's like all right, well, you have a gay wrestler, let's put him in this box. And Pero is one of those guys that if you looked at him from afar, you wouldn't know that he's gay. Um, And I think that he does such good um, heel character work. And like I said, he doesn't allow anybody to put himself in a box. And I really admire that about him. Um, But yeah, and I think that's the same thing for Billy Dixon as well. Um, I think he is, I think he's just great, man. And I think he was fantastic in that main event for, for the culture. Um, man, surprisingly, my favorite match though was the STP versus uh, the Hitmakers. I thought they mm. did a great job. I was 
surprised by just how great AJ Francis was in this thing. He was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this weekend they, you know, they, there was a lot of controversy surrounding the things that some things that he said, some videos that he put out. Like there was a lot of extracurriculars, and that seems that sometimes I want the dirt though, because I, I didn't hear this. <laughs> yeah, so because sometimes you know, uh, I think when. When there's controversy, like, you know, he put out the tweet about, uh, he doesn't say it's about the Young Bucks, but it was definitely about the Young Bucks, saying that, well, you know, wrestlers and shoes, and there's all this controversy, and kind of, people still? kind of forget. Yes. Yeah, oh, still. are we, is that the, the what he did back then, or is this like, did yeah, he bring that people, up again? Yeah, no, I think people are still kind of hung up on that, wow. like, the things surrounding those whatever went down back then or whatever i kind of want to speak for those people it's just the simple fact is that brother if you're going to be representing us you can't be getting owned by the nice mormon boys on Twitter. <laughs> like otherwise just fans. keep your mouth closed like right. okay. i think a lot of wrestling fans felt like that but what i i support anyone who is getting themselves attention with social media it's not always great um right they might not come out on top, but if people are still remembering it. Yeah. I, guess, you know, I, I support all man. shit talking. Listen, yeah. if you want to get out there and shit, talk shit, I support it. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like you have to win against the young bucks. Like you they're, decept- they're deceptively good. That's the thing. Like you don't, you can't even, you can't win against them. Like there's, they're good. Did that bio move that just not tweeting, yeah, but you just change your body. That's unbeatable. What can you, you do it. to top that? Like yeah. I, I don't Where are know. they gonna go after? You yeah, gotta, yeah, you gotta aim somewhere. You gotta aim high. That AJ Francis this weekend and this match just kind of made sure that nobody remembered that he did a moonsault and we oh. all flipped. We all went <laughs> crazy. The whole crowd was like, "Yo!" And I think you know what they did this weekend to kind of put some different, a different set of respect on their names, not just like the group that used to be with Swerve is like, mm. no, they're going to, they're going to be a group that you want to know about moving forward. Yeah. Do we know about, um, are they like regulars in any promotions or doing anything? No, not at the moment. No, they're inside. Um, yeah. yeah, but to the other part about that is I've always said that people kind of overreacted to AJ Definitely. and, um, I, I I mean, we saw him more than once over the weekend. We saw him at Wale Mania, and we saw him at Further Culture. Yeah. He just comes off as a good guy, um, a super so was, great guy. Yeah, they, yes, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So it was just cool to see him get that moment. Um, and I mean, you know, uh, you know, you got to take your hats off to Shane Taylor Promotion. I think they've done a great mm. job of promoting themselves with Ring of Honor and since yes. Ring of Honor sold. And just seeing that moment of them, you know, with the fists up with Hitmaker afterwards, I thought that was dope as well. Phenomenal. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, we've been talking a lot about For the Culture. I can't talk about WrestleMania weekend without saying the name Speedball Mike Bailey. I oh, yes. yes. It's just like, the I, MVP. This weekend, they said, they've been saying he's the MVP of this weekend. No, Mike Bailey's the MVP the year. of every single weekend that he's a part of. If Mike Bailey's going to be at a wrestling event, he's going to be the number one guy there. I first saw I love- him at a match <laughs> at a West Coast Pro Wrestling against ACH. And ever mm. since then, I'm like, no one is topping this guy. This no. guy is insane. And he did. I saw him a few matches this weekend. And every single match, it was like, there's a level. And then he's two times above that level. I don't know how he did it. I don't know what kind of 
Canadian water he's drinking. This guy is insane, man. And you know what? The shame of it is, think about what would have happened if he could have come to the U.S. earlier. Because ever since he's been here, he's been knocking it out of the park every single match. Like, he is already, like, one of the greats that we're going to be remembering in independent wrestling and wrestling. Yes. Agreed. I don't know. I don't know. I I talked to him for a little bit. I'm like, dude, what what happened? You were gone for five years. What were you doing to get to this level? And he just like just going for it, you know, just having matches with a bunch of different people, just trying to excel and be the best that I can be. I'm like, yo, you did it. He Go, succeeded. Geez, <laughs> Look, I I, I know Speedball Bailey's in uh, unsanctioned pro against Cole Radrick blew mm-hmm. my brains away. Yes, yes. Please look it up. This guy. Jeez, jeez, I can't believe it. Yeah, I know his secret, actually. He watches a lot of Joshi. That's his secret. He, he doesn't <laughs> want to tell you. He watches Joshi nonsense. Veda, be have, who is the other MVP of the weekend, mm, yes. commentary. Oh, yes. You be having him on that please, Joshi. Veda, That's why he's so good. She, she did like 20 hours worth of commentary, I think she said. How do you have a voice? What do you live? What? How? What? Yeah. It's crazy. Look, somebody's got to hire Veda to do commentary on, on, on television. Seriously. What's going on here, man? Come on. Ring of Honor or wherever else she can go, they've got to get her on TV doing commentary. She's so yes. good. Yeah, absolutely. I saw Speedball. So the last time I saw Speedball Mike Bailey, I, it was a big aerial match. And I was like, man, I really like his kicking. I, I wish he would do shoot style. And lo and behold, he shows up on Bloodsport and just absolutely knocks it out. He does so many different styles. He can do absolutely mm. anything you ask of him. I want to see him everywhere. Another wrestler that we have to mention, and we've mentioned a couple of times, but Masha Slamovich yes. did a ton of shows and a tons of matches, including death matches, including shoots, including blood sport, including like so all versatile. the indie main events. So much stuff. She's yeah, such she's a incredible. phenomenal talent. We saw her at the Mission Pro. We have to talk about the Mission Pro show a little bit, too. The Mission Pro show was phenomenal. Uh, our favorite match of the night was uh, La Rosa Negra against Jody Threat. These two women, oh, my mm. goodness. They went for it. started out a little bit slow, but then they got into some different counters, some different suplexes, some different strikes. This thing was on fire. The finish was great. Like, these two women just clicked and had an incredible match. Uh Thunder Rosa versus Trisha Dora was like one of my most anticipated matches mm. of the whole weekend because I love these two people so much. Yes. They're two of my favorite wrestlers in the whole entire world. And they <laughs> did it. It was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, man. Main event was really good as well. I've yeah, when did many uh, times. when did Holly did get so amazing? Like yeah, I, I like I haven't seen man. her for a she couple of years great. and was like, oh, that's that's Bull Nakano in the yeah. again. Like she She's looks great. Mm. Oh, so good. She That's a great. show I need to see. I, um, I, I've been really wanting to catch up on that. So I feel so bad that I can't join the conversation because I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I bet that was so good. Yes. Listen, if you guys haven't seen it, $15, man, for the re- rewatch on Fight, man. Well Bangers worth $15. Only. Bangers only. Uh, um, apropos, very fitting name, I swear. <laughs> re- really good main event. Also, the confidence um, of that. You have to know you're going to deliver, which Mission Pro, everything I've seen does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, man, yeah, really good main event was Holy Dead versus Lufisto. Um And, man, if even if you aren't tuning in just for that match, I, I feel like the promo that Holy Dead oh, did after the promo. match was just so inspiring. 
and it was just so cool to be in the building for great women's wrestling. Yeah, if you haven't watched that show, please go check it out. Please find that promo, if anything, of Holiday just recapping the night, talking about women's wrestling could be on any spot in the card, any show. There could be women's yep. wrestling shows all over the any at any point. It was beautiful, great way to cap off the night. All the women were in the ring together. It was so perfect. A show that I am really curious because Leslie, you brought it up. Um, Bloodsport. How was that? Did anyone go to that live? Yeah, or? I was. There, I was at the Bloodsport. The um, the crowd was insane. Uh, <laughs> in a good way or in a... Yeah, in a good way. In a okay. really good way. Yes. Indie yes. wrestling can go either way. Yeah. No, there was actually uh, from what I saw at every show, everybody was pretty on the up and up nothing too oh, nice. crazy was happening which is great you know these weekends they could be some stuff but yeah no the crowd was great um a lot of great action i loved seeing timothy thatcher return to the independent wrestling mm. scene that was awesome i w- wasn't expecting him to take the l uh, <laughs> but of course um john moxley was there biff Busick. that's just like oh that looked you, killer yes that was like i think what Bloodsport is trying to represent this match was it. Like, you just got all the elements together. Um, Biff Busick is a very popular independent wrestler, so people are, have been just so stoked to see him back on the scene. Having John Moxley as an opponent is perfect because John Moxley... John Moxley's energy on the independent wrestling scene, I can't really put it into words, but mm-hmm. when he came to the show last year to confront Nick Gage, I never felt energy like that at an independent wrestling show. Yeah. And every time he's at an independent wrestling show, it's like that. It's it's just different. These people just, I don't know what it is, but they love John Moxley. So for him to go in there, Biff Busick was perfect pairing. Uh, they went at it. It was hard, nasty, all, all kind of great things. Also, Ninja Mac against Yoya was a very, very, very intriguing match. They did some stuff that was really fun, some kicks. The finish saw Ninja Mac just absolutely destroy Yoya. Oh, yeah. Spinning. That went a little bit viral. I didn't see that. Whoa, it was crazy. Fans went crazy. Um, It was great. Really great experience. I think these blood sport things, they really highlight the people that do that. So I liked it. All right, so we've been running out of gaps for a while. Let's take some calls. If callers, feel free to hop in. Hansi, we got you on the line. How's it going? What's going on, man? What's it called? Uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of uh, Phil and uh, Reg. And, of course, Tamea, what's it called? She's very uh, very nice to me online. With that. So uh, shout out to all you guys. I've been enjoying the show. Uh, I gotta say, yeah, no, um, I, I, I wish I would have skipped like a lot of WrestleMania to watch some of these other shows, but I did catch other stuff outside of WWE. Like I caught Bloodsport, I caught ROH mm. Super of Honor. I thought that was really, I, that, honestly, the best match of the weekend to me was probably the FDR and Briscoe. I, I mm. and, and then back to like Sasha uh, to uh, Bianca and Becky. That was like. One of the best finishes of a match in, in in a WrestleMania, in my personal opinion. But Briscoe's and FDR, man, like that was like a match that I was waiting for. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Like to me, Briscoes and FDR are more of a dream match than FDR and Bucks are. Cause I think for me, the Bucks and yeah. Kenny Omega versus the New Day is actually more of a dream match to me. And I hope like after their treatment at WrestleMania, I hope like we're getting like I, I certainly hope New Day end up leaving for AEW at some point. But I I don't see it. I think they're lifers personally, but yeah. how Never say never, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this. Uh, the the one highlight that I I am looking forward to with the ROA Supercard of Honor. I want to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, you know, with Jay Lethal turning heel, which is amazing because Jay Lethal's uh 2014 to 2016 as a TV champion, world champion ROH. That was like literally one of his best runs, and I'm I'm so glad that Sanjay Dutt. Like I mean, I, I mean, any, anyone who's been following like independent wrestling, right? Mm. Sanjay Dutt. Like, like one of like the best to do it, and I'm glad that like he's like gonna be a heel manager. I'm hoping for Jay Lethal, so I, I want to know your guys' thoughts on that, and uh, I'll, I'll let you guys go. I know there's like other three guys I gotta talk about, but again, I'm enjoying the show. Uh, all all the best for all of you guys. Peace out. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my god, I I appreciate you for bringing that up because I can't believe we didn't talk about how great Lethal versus uh, Lee Moriarty was. That was yes. so good. The heel turn was fantastic at the yes. end. Um, man, oh that sequence of pins they did low, before bro. the turn was so good. Um, oh. yeah, I'm here for Jay Lethal's heel turn. Um, I think he's been teasing it for a minute. Um, I don't know where they're going with it, but I'm totally intrigued. The character work I was really impressed by with Jay Lethal because Jay, Jay Lethal is one of the wrestlers who it's not that he doesn't have a personality, but I don't think people, and I mean, personality outside of like the goofy comedy stuff, um, when he's being a serious wrestler, I think some people have a hard time tapping into that. And I just loved the emotion on his face and the conflict that you could see. And I just thought that turn was one of my favorite turns that I have seen in recent memory. Yeah, that low blow in the match was one of, the hottest moment of the whole weekend. Just like the crowd could not believe it. They, you couldn't get them to hate someone more than Jay Lethal in that low blow moment. It hit at the most perfect time. It got everybody such a great spot. I loved it so and, much. And, and that's one of those reactions that I feel you only get in ROH because they have right. that code of uh -huh. honor. I remember yep. the first time a manager interfered in a match and it was like 10 or 15 ROH shows in. You had heel managers, but they would never interfere. And then when one finally interfered, I, like the crowd was just absolutely nuts insane right. so mad and like when you see like an interference in every basically every AEW match and fans <laughs> don't really react right. anymore like you, you you it made me miss you know some certain things about ring of honor mm. that i'm excited to see back right. man yeah I, I i know me and reg have talked about this but i i think some of the online critique of jay lethal would make you think that he's not over and I think that's what made that turn even more impressive is that he was getting cheered a lot during that match. People yeah. were into him. And um, to turn that crowd like that with that low blow, like that was really incredible to watch. Yeah, you and know, then, uh, of course, this led to uh, Samoa Joe showing up. We haven't said anything about Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe ended up showing up at the end of the show. Crowd went absolutely mental, couldn't believe it. Uh, and then in the presser, Samoa Joe was in promo mode. This uh, All this shows me that tonight is going to be very interesting. Samoa Joe is wrestling Max Caster. Oh, yeah. He got the gate. He's going to come. At the gate, he's going to have to show 
people who don't know what Samoa Joe does, what Samoa Joe does. So this is going to be a great moment tonight. Is that right. going to be how they sh- how he shows it? I think so. Yeah. Against Max Caster? Yes, what's wrong with Max Caster? Okay, I like Max Caster, but <laughs> if got, we want I, people to see what Joe does. Too. That was funny. I was like, yo, what's, why y'all hate on Max Caster? I, I like Max Caster a lot. I, I love the CM Punk. I'm so excited to see Samoa Joe slap Max Caster. He's going to slap the piss <laughs> off at I some point in this match. We all know it. I want to see Joe do more than, because I feel like this is a warm-up. Because I, I think oh, it's, it's very real that he yeah, has to go warm-up. back to... Yeah, um, it, this, wh- this is just him <laughs> qualifying for the Owen. Well, if I'm being honest, like, I haven't watched him in years. Like, can he still actually that's go? That's exactly what I'm saying. A lot that's of the exercise, think, I that, think. That's what I'm saying. People are gonna, people think, like, I haven't seen this guy really wrestle in years in WWE. He really didn't get – he really wasn't Samoa Joe, like, any of that time. So people have these doubts in the back of their mind, and I think it's going to be a situation that they're going to – it's, it's mm-hmm. Samoa Joe, man. You don't love – you don't forget how to do that. I want to see him really get into it, though. I want someone who's going to, you know, test him. And you don't think Max Caster's going to do that? Okay, no, I can, of I can, course I can, not. <laughs> this is a top right. quiz. I no, I, I actually think he's going to squash Caster, to be honest. Yeah. I think he's going to choke him out within minutes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And everybody, I I apologize as host. We are running long. We are running extremely long. Shane, Every we got I'm you on the line. We'll have to. Yeah, we'll have because we, you have been so great, so great talking to you. So Shane, we're just going to take your call really quickly and then get out of here so we can watch AEW. Tell me, we'll have our heads if we do an overrun. My God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so y'all brought up Samoa Joe. Maybe bring this. Like Leslie, you talked about this um, during the media scrum. When um, Samoa Joe was talking about like the the shift from NXT, what it becomes now, and how he was talking about like the reasoning behind it, of it being well, AEW they're getting all the best indie guys, so we don't really have you know we have to change strategies. And you were kind of like, well, that sounds insane, yeah, um, but that's probably what happened. I want to get y'all's take on like that, on like his perspective on that, and like if that's if that's kind of like what went down, and like does that make any sense to y'all, and like how did that. What was y'all's like kind of thinking whenever he said that in the media scrum? Well, not to step on over a question, but I actually did get confirmation from somebody who I don't like but would know uh, that that actually (laughs) was the reason. So that's why I am able to confirm. And I've been asking that question for months. I wanted to know. Why did they say shit? Did Triple H just just get in the shit house with Vince? It never made sense to me. Like why you would change all of this? But oh, please go ahead. Can I get a a, a quick rundown? Because I I don't I don't watch stuff. Um, yeah. So I I don't know the the full extent. Um, if I can't read a transcript of it, I'm not watching. Yeah. Now somebody was asking Samoa Joe because when, when they were like pretty much uh, you were like in a coaching role and you kind of have some insight on why things shifted from WWE being like. William Regal was at PWG shows and ROH shows to we're actually just taking college athletes. And so Samoa Joe said, that's exactly what it was. AEW had, when AEW started getting all the hottest independent wrestling talent, so they just shift the whole focus to like, well, we're just start getting college athletes. And, Did you know, they? Yeah. I, I, they, I, they got a lot, but there's a lot of hot indie oh, stars. Yeah, oh, is it that they weren't biting? Oh no no! It's just that Vince McMahon is a is like nine hundred years old like and is still running. But that was actually the reasoning. The reasoning doesn't make sense, but it's right. like it's true. Like he actually 
he thinks that AEW has taken all the top indie talent that's available. And so now instead of just maybe taking half the top indie talent, they shift gears entirely. He had all the indie talent and he let all of them go. I know. Exactly. I mean, they're still signing indie people. I mean, they they just signed Roxy. Like Roxy is super indie. They just want the the younger indie indie people. That's pretty much exactly Exactly. what it was. Are you under 25? I don't understand their strategy. Because don't they don't either. actually care about wrestlers, so I'm not, not sure why. Like, yeah, I don't. I just don't quite. It doesn't get make sense. Yeah. We, we could we doing. could be here until next week trying yeah. to figure this out. But thank yeah. you all so much to our wonderful guests. I apologize. I, I don't have time to give you all a full outro. So if everyone can quickly <laughs> plug your shit, and then we'll get out of here and watch AEW. <laughs> Um, no, of course, uh, again, you can follow me on Twitter at PhilDL616, and you can watch Grapsity on Saturday at noon Eastern. That's me, that's your boy Righteous Reg, and Will Washington. Uh, you can find me, Tamaya Greenlee, at Scholar and Elbow on Twitter and Twitch, but most importantly, please read my article, He's Got the Hook, a lovely title inspired by the song The Look by Roxette. Um, I would love to hear more <laughs> feedback about that. It's a great article, if I do say so myself, available digitally and in print, Fightful Magazine. Awesome. I want to read that. Uh, yeah, Righteous Reg, every Saturday morning, I'm part of Grapsy Podcast, as Phil said. RighteousReg.Bandcamp.com uh, for some raps. I do raps, too. Um, get you a PWI. Go to the store right now and buy one. I think the one in store right now is with Okada on the cover. I have an interview yes. with ACH in there, and I have a piece on GCW Wrestling in there. So, yeah, PWI, RighteousReg.Bandcamp.com, and Grapsy. Thank you, guys. Hey, and by the way, just want to throw out there that if you didn't buy a physical copy of Who We Are, you can stream it on Spotify now, and you can hear verses from my man Righteous Reginald. Oh, yes. Yes. I was was playing. Did y'all hear the song I was playing at the intro? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll play us out with that. I'm sorry I don't have another one, but we'll listen to some more Tiger Style. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Culture. Much appreciated. Have a good night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remix. Enterprising Tiger Stalin. I need to sit in silence. Yes, I'm vibing. Some stage fright, but still I move in vibrance. Got the Midas. Touch, but in the clutch, I go with violence. And successes in my likeness. It wasn't always like this. I might just take you on a journey through that crisis. Yeah, they hyped it. But Monday nights, I had me in the vice grip. Domain of instant 